Welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast with Clark Van Deventer. I'm Monica, and we're excited to have the opportunity to help you raise more money for your nonprofit than you ever thought possible by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. This podcast is designed to get you thinking, to challenge you, to inspire you, and to give you some practical tools that you can use right now in your work as a fundraiser. If you hear something that you'd like to learn more about, or if Clark mentions a resource you'd like to get your hands on, just email me. My email address is monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. We offer a variety of services to nonprofits and development professionals, from DIY, that's do-it-yourself, to DWY, done with you, to DFY, that's done for you. To learn more, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Dieven, you're here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. All right, I'm on fire this morning. I'm feeling good. I'm happy. Lots of good things happening and I'm, I feed off the energy of helping our clients be successful and and just the just the challenges right so in the last episode I talked about yeah sure one plus two equals three but there are tons of variables okay and I love the variables I love the challenges and I just love helping our clients and that's why I have the energy that I have now all right so Hey, if you go back a few episodes, we've been talking about um, how you ought not to just be going on these massive thank you tours, right? Like your your meetings are more than just you thanking your donors. We're talking about listening to gift. You should be talking only 25% of meetings. You should be actively listening 75% of the meetings. We talked about how donors remember what they say. They don't really remember what you say, all right? So, and we talked about honing your message, right? So if you have an hour-long meeting, in any hour-long meeting, you really only have about seven minutes to, re- to really make your pitch. So when you think about what you want to say in a donor meeting, you need to think, it, can, I, can I get this in a seven-minute speech? Write a seven-minute speech, all right? Just go through the exercise. Write a seven-minute speech, And if you can't fit something in a seven-minute speech, you can't fit it in a donor meeting. You just can't, all right, because you really only have about seven minutes to make your pitch. And go back and listen to the last episode on breaking down a a one-hour donor meeting if you don't believe me. You really only have about seven minutes to make your pitch. All right. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about listening preferences of our donors because I think a lot of fundraisers, I, I just, I've talked to so many fundraisers who like, they feel like they've got their pitch down. And what I'm telling you in this episode is that you don't have a pitch, right? Like if you have a pitch, you are failing, all right? You're at least failing a certain uh, segment of your donor base. Because here's the thing. So sociologists have identified four distinct listening preferences everyone tends to fall into one of four different types of listening preference. All right. So we've got people oriented listeners. We've got action oriented listeners. 
We've got content-oriented listeners, and we have time-oriented listeners. People, action, content, time. All right? So, unsurprisingly, we tend to speak in whatever language we hear in. So, if I am a people-oriented listener, I tend to communicate in a people-oriented language, right? The problem is, is that in many meetings I go into, my donors don't speak the same language as me, right? So I'm, I'm a people-oriented listener, and I'm talking to an action-oriented donor, and I don't understand why my message doesn't seem to resonate with my donors. Like, has this happened with you? Like, you're, you're like, well, for some reason, our message just doesn't resonate with them. Like maybe your message does resonate with them. Like maybe the mission of your organization does resonate with them, right? But you just haven't figured out how to speak in their language. So oftentimes I, I hear organizations refer to donors who are underperforming. They look at a donor on their list and they, they think, man, this donor has massive capacity. They're giving $1,000 a year, they, but they're worth $20 million. They could give much more. And they refer to that person as an underperforming donor. So I always say there's no such thing as underperforming donors. There are only underperforming organizations. So what we're looking at in this case, right, is an organization who's underperforming. And many times, many times when organizations are underperforming, it's because they have never considered the individual listening preferences of their donors. So the first step I would say in in figuring out how to to communicate with your donors of different listening preferences than yourself is to figure out what your own listening preference is. All right, figure out what your own bias, what your own inclination is. So we have a listening um assessment that you can take. It's very simple. I'd love to walk through this with you. All right. So rather than I, I will send it to you. All right. I will. All right. Just email me Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's Clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. But there's a twist that works way better if you kind of don't know where this is going. All right. So I would rather work through it with you than just give it to you. And But it's really short. It's I mean, it takes five minutes to go through the listening assessment. So uh, figure out what your own listening preference is. So what I'd like to do is for you to figure out that you're a people-oriented listener and then share with you some clues that you can look for to figure out what the listening preference of your donors are. So if you're a people-oriented listener and you're going in and talking with a donor, you want to figure out, is this a people-oriented listener? Should I go with my people-oriented stories, right? Or is this an, is this an action-oriented listener, right? And sometimes I say like a people-oriented listener wants to hear the story of Anne Frank. An action-oriented listener wants to hear, you know, Eisenhower's plan to defeat the Nazis. A content-oriented listener wants to know what the specific artillery is that we're going to be using. A time-oriented listener wants to know, like, what's the timeline? Like, how long is this going to take? When are we going to accomplish this? Right? So that's kind of a basic breakdown. So I want you to figure out the people that you're talking to, 
what, right? What are what might be their individual listening preferences? So you don't have one pitch, right? You think you've figured out your message and how to tell your story, and you've done like really well with these people, right? Who have happened to be the same listening preference as you. All right. You see how those people have helped you confirm your own bias. Right. Meanwhile, you're not doing well with these other three types of people. And you're like, oh, I don't know what I don't know what the problem is. The problem is you. All right. I'm not being critical. Okay, I'm not. Like good for you for doing so well with the one with that one group, right? You've found your people. Those people have helped you get where you are today. All right. I'm saying the difference between where you are today and where you want to be in the future is that you haven't figured out how to effectively communicate to these other groups. Right. By the way, this is why in sales organizations, a lot of times they they don't write off a prospect until a couple of different uh, salespeople have called in that prospect. Right. Because they're, they're thinking maybe it's personality. That's sometimes what they think. But oftentimes it's just like a, a salesperson with a different listening preference, right? And a different communication style is able to go in and win that prospect because they they are aligning listening preferences and messaging. All right. So I want to tell you real quickly a story, right? Hey, you people-oriented listeners. <laughs> I want to tell you, I had this um, donor we worked with who I was – a development officer with the organization. The pre- we'd asked a donor for a major gift to a project. The president was calling to follow up on the the ask, and I was listening in on the phone. So I wasn't actually leading the call. I was just on the line. And we were working to complete a project, the Reagan Ranch Center in downtown Santa Barbara. And the donor asked the president, Ron, how many students do you anticipate coming through the center each year? And Ron said, well, Fred, I'm not a numbers guy, but let me tell you about Sam, right? And he goes in and he launches into the story about Sam and who had just come through one of our programs, was just at one of our events and, you know, the, the impact he made on Sam's life and the the trajectory of Sam's life and what a what an impact Sam would eventually have on our country and in our world, right? And so I'm I'm listening in and I'm like, man, this is brilliant. Like, I'm, I'm just like, Ron is good. Man, he really turned that question. All right. So Ron finished, and the donor, remember what how Ron started? Ron goes, Well, Fred, I'm not a numbers guy. Let me tell you about Sam, right? Ron gives this long answer, and then the donor says, Ron, I am a numbers guy. How many students do you anticipate coming through the center every year? So Ron got this question, responds with a people-oriented answer, but his donor is content-oriented. His donor, in this case, calls him on it, right? Basically says, like, Ron, you're giving me a people-oriented answer. I'm a content-oriented listener. Tell me content. Right. Most donors won't call us on this. All right. Most I think most uh, aren't like they, they aren't as like aggressive as this CEO that Ron was on the phone with that day who like doesn't like his answer and calls him on it. Right. But most donors wouldn't even 
realize that their answer, that their question hadn't been answered. They would feel slightly unsatisfied, but not be able to put their finger on why they were unsatisfied. I'm telling you, like, by the way, Ron is a great fundraiser. I learned so much from him. All right. His instincts were right on so many cases, time after time after time. Right. You got it wrong here. I get it wrong, too. Right. But I'm telling you, there are so many times that you are getting questions from answers and you're answering them in the wrong language. You're not even speaking the same language as your donors. So I want you to figure out what your listening preference is. Email me and, and say that you want to go through the uh, listener assessment. I can you And you just tell me. Say, Clark, just send me the listening assessment. I want to take it myself. Or say, Clark, I would like to go through the listening assessment with you. Can we schedule a time for a call? And we could do that over 20 minutes. All right. It's going to take about five minutes for us to actually go through it, but 15 minutes for us to talk about it. All right. So just email me and tell me whichever one you want to do. Clark, just email me the assessment. I want to go through it myself. Or Clark, I'd love to go through the assessment with you. All right. The listening assessment. I want you to figure out what your own listening preference is. And then I will also send you the, the little clues for identifying the listening preference of your donors, things to look for, and then tips for communicating with each different listening preference. All right. Again, when we come down to the seven minutes that you have in any hour-long meeting to really make your pitch, all right, you got to hone your words, you got to hone your message, and then you got to consider which, which message am I going to today? Am I going with a people-oriented pitch, an action-oriented pitch, a content-oriented pitch, and a time-oriented pitch? Because you want to speak in the language that your donor speaks in. All right, if I come down to Guatemala and I give a speech in English to uh, a Spanish-speaking audience, doesn't matter how brilliant I am. All right, and sometimes, like, Sometimes, guys, I'm good. <laughs> Sometimes, right? You know, some days you're good, some days you're great, right? Doesn't matter how great you are if you're speaking the wrong language, all right? Okay, that's it. Hey, you got the email, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Monica here again. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our workshops and how you can bring Clark into your organization for a day or two workshop where he works directly with you and your team in your office. If you're benefiting from these podcasts, imagine how much more you could accomplish with Clark spending a couple days in your office. You can book a strategic development workshop with Clark. This all starts with Clark getting together on a long call with you, either over the phone or video conference. He's going to dig in. He's going to find out who you are, what your organization's about, what challenges you face, and just where you're at in general. Then he's going to provide a written development report. This report is something that you could give to your boss or your board. It's a professional outside assessment of where your organization is at. And that call is really important because Clark wants to know where you are so that when he comes in, he can spend his time addressing the issues that are most pertinent to you and where you guys are as an organization. 
So Clark's going to travel to you. He's going to get on a flight. He's going to come out to wherever you are and spend some time with you and your team. There's a real synergy that happens during these workshops. Everybody's on the same page. They're hearing the same message. They're starting to talk in the same vocabulary. It's really powerful. And, you know, when Clark first got started in fundraising, he was fortunate to have access to really great training. He went to professional seminars led by the best fundraising coaches of their time, but still he would leave and get back to his office and be back in the trenches. And even after having all that great training, when it was time to actually get back to work, he felt a little bit lost. There were doubts that crept in. How do I make this relevant to me? Then the organization he worked for hired one of those speakers, one of those coaches who was leading the seminars to come to their office and coach them directly. They did this multiple times and it was amazing. Clark got to spend some time with Gerald Panis. If you know him, you know how amazing he was at fundraising. And he got to travel with Jerry and meet with donors. Jerry became a mentor to Clark and that meant so much to his career because Jerry was the best fundraising coach of his time, hands down. He was a legend. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, but he lived to be 89 and he was full of life to the end. Still, of course, it's very sad that Jerry is gone. But I think Clark is the Jerry Panis of this next generation. He has a letter from Jerry and it was written on Clark's behalf to a university president and he wrote, Clark knows how to manage people. He works effectively with volunteers and board members. He knows every aspect of fundraising and operating a development office. Best of all, he loves asking for gifts. He's a star. I can't recommend these in-house workshops enough. They're a shot in the arm for your organization and you'll be so inspired, but not just inspired. You're going to feel motivated and equipped to take on the world. To find out more about these workshops, email me at Monica at Major Gifts Fundraiser. That's Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A at Major Gifts Fundraiser.com. Thanks for listening.